This is Statsman and Mad Fan. Powered by 881 The Berg. All right, folks, welcome to the first segment of the show. Mad Fan's outlandish statement. And after this week, as a Mariners fan, I am fuming. Robinson Cano. First off, he breaks his hand. Classic Mariners. Way to find a way to screw up the season. Way to find a way to just, here it goes, down into the toilet. Sploosh! That's the Mariners season. There it goes. It's like a bomb. Because that's that's what's going to happen. Cano, then, after he gets hurt, broken hand, now he's got a suspension because he wasn't taking PEDs. Sure, bud, you got caught red-handed. Hand in the cookie jar. That's right. So now he's done for an absorbent amount of games. Seattle, you're without your superstar. You don't have your star. Yeah, Nelly Cruz is there, but he's a DH. He doesn't have the star power or the leadership that Cano brought. Cano brought stability and durability. In 11 straight seasons, Cano has played in at least 150 games. That's insane. Now that guy's gone. Now we're going to see classic Mariners. Felix Hernandez, that dude can't throw anymore. He's old. His arm's about to fall off. Dude gives up five runs a game. Boom. The only pitcher who throws even halfway decent, James Paxton. He's given up three runs per game. I just think it's over. This is classic Mariners baseball. We suck. We go out, do well at the beginning. You guys get my hopes up, and then you bring me down. You're like a bad girlfriend. You're like a girlfriend. They're like, yeah, baby, I want to be with you. You're the only one. And then, boom, break my heart. Right as I buy you the sweet treats on Valentine's Day. That's screwed up. That's why I'm mad. I hope that you guys got rid of your season tickets. You sold them off. You didn't buy any more Mariners merch because guess what? In October, we're going to be watching the Astros and the Angels play, not our team. I got to take a break. I'm fuming. Today, I want to talk about Seahawks draft pick, Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem Griffin fell all the way to the Seahawks in the fifth round, and I'm honestly quite surprised that he fell that far. And we all know the story. He has one hand. Great story to make it in the NFL. He's playing now with other Seahawks player, his brother, Shaquille Griffin. And so it's going to be great to watch this guy play for Seattle. But what people aren't talking about with this guy is his incredible college stats. We know he has one hand, and we know he is a great football player. But what makes him a great football player? Let's go over a little bit. This is Mathematically Speaking. So some fans already think that Shaquem Griffin won't be that good for the Seattle Seahawks because he has one hand. How is he going to intercept the ball? How is he going to wrap someone up to get a tackle? Well, I'm here to prove you differently. Let's go over some stats. Having one hand is not a problem for Shaquem Griffin. He had two career interceptions and 11 pass breakups along with 18 and a half career sacks and a tons of tackles at UCF before coming up to the NFL. He has one of the best combines I've ever seen for a linebacker, and he put up 20 reps of 225 pounds using a prosthetic on his left arm with the whole linebacker room cheering him along at the combine. Really fun to watch. And also here ran the fastest 40-yard dash for a linebacker since 2003 with a time of 4.38 seconds. So really good combine for this guy. I'm really excited to see him on the Seahawks. And now let's go over a little bit of his college stats. In 2016 at UCF, his junior year, he played in 13 games, had 57 solo tackles, 35 assisted tackles. That's a total of 92 tackles. 20 of them were tackle for loss. 11 and a half sacks in one year and he did have an interception and two fumble recoveries so the guy can play and can get the ball without two hands he doesn't need two hands to get the ball the year after that in 2017 he totaled 
74 tackles with 13 and a half of them for a loss, seven sacks, and again had another interception. This time he returned at 22 yards and also had two fumble recoveries. One of them was for a touchdown. And so I'm really excited to see this guy play for the Seattle Seahawks, and I can't wait to see what he does helping out with this linebacker crew. We already know what we have with Bobby Wagner. This guy will add depth to the linebacker squad, and I can't wait for this upcoming season to see what Shaquem Griffin can do, mathematically speaking. Oh, you want to know what I'm mad about? Do you really want to know what I'm mad about? I'm mad about everything! Did the Reports not be in, they suck! Look, the stats prove it. Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James. You are living in a fairy tale right now, Austin. You jump down the rabbit hole, you're Alice, and this is Wonderland. Welcome to Mad Fans Grumble. Today, I'm going to go crazy. So... Here's my morning. I'm sitting there eating my Cocoa Pebbles, part of a nutritious breakfast, and I get this text, tweet, if you will, for the young people, a DM. The general manager here at 88.1 The Berg, Jeff McMillan, called in, DM me, hit me up, and showed me this new thing that I saw. It's Rip City Mornings. They are a radio show out in Portland, where I'm from, my hometown, and they were so excited to bring on a professional NBA 2K gamer. A gamer. They said he was a basketball expert because he's a gamer and he does eSports. Well, let me just give you a hint at home. Electronics are not sports. You are playing a video game in a make-believe world. You are playing a video game in a fairy tale land. You are controlling someone through a controller. You are not doing those actions. You are a guy who is too, or girl, really, who is too weak to go out and go play sports. You are out there who you don't have the athleticism of LeBron James to dunk a basketball. You don't have the athleticism of Ray Allen to hit a three-pointer. You play video games, and this just drives me bonkers. Are you kidding me? How can we say that these people are athletes? How can we say that they're competing in a sport? They're competing in a video game that's a hobby, that's fun. If that's what they like to do, that's fine. But we need to stop going out on ESPN2 and saying, oh, hey, guess what? Let's watch this sport. No, that should be served for ESPN8, the not two and when we're going out here like oh man i want to grow up to be like pewdiepie i want to grow up to be like ksi nah kid you need to want to grow up to be like a good role model pick a superstar who actually lives and breathes and does the sport who works hard let's be real it's not that hard to go out and be a good video game personality you can just go out pick up the video game spend eight hours on your mom and dad's couch eating cheetos and drinking monster energy drinks and look whoa all of a sudden i'm a star because my electronic video pixel person can jump up and dunk a basketball like he's supposed to in the game this is just moronic they don't go out and lift weights. They don't go out and train. They just walk in one day. I'm going to sit and play video games and be a fat slob. That's why when you see them, they're out there with a big old gut. Video gamers looking like offensive linemen at 5'8", not 
trying to better themselves. They're not going out and trying to fix their issues. They're not going out trying to become more athletic. They're not going out and running. They're going out and playing video games. I don't need to watch this garbage on ESPN. I don't want it on my radio waves. I don't want it on my television screen. And I sure as hell don't want it in my newspapers. This is bogus. And anyone who goes out and says, oh, yeah, I'm an athlete because I can play 2K or Madden. No, get off of my screen. Get out of my face. That's insulting to me as a college athlete. I go out. I put my body on the line. At most, you put your thumbs. What's the worst injury you've had? Carpal tunnel? That's bogus. So get this stuff off of my screen. I can't believe that people even watch it. People watch it competitively. I went on a road trip with one of my teammates, and he sat there for two hours watching competitive Madden football. Who cares? Why don't you play the video game yourself instead of watching other people? If you are a fan of esports, uh, you guys grind my gears. You got to give me a break because this is it's outrageous that this is even considered for TV and YouTube let alone just kids going out and playing video games on a rainy day, which is what it's supposed to be. So I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get the enamorance with these people. I don't get why people love these guys who go out and play these video games like 2K and Madden for fun and then go out and get money. That doesn't make sense to me. They're trying to make a professional career out of it when it's not meant to be a professional career. It's meant to be something when it's raining out and your mom said you can't go outside to play. So you invite your a neighbor over and you play video games i just don't get it i never will that's what's wrong with this generation that's why this country's going downhill it's ridiculous get it off my espn screen that's all mad fan out look don't get me wrong sports are always evolving and while sports evolve so do stats but one sport that constantly evolves so much and amazes me every day at how much it's evolving is baseball and baseball stats are evolving just as much as the game itself the three things I want to talk about today in baseball stats are catcher pop times, stat cast, and pitch effects. If you haven't heard of these three, let's dive right into it. This is Statsman's Jumble. Mm, smells like stats. You want to know what my favorite number is? It starts with a six and ends with an eight. So what the heck are catcher pop times? Look, in early March of this year, MLB.com rolled out this brand new stat, catcher pop times. Catcher pop times is a combination of arm strength and the quickness of a transfer from the catch to the throw for the catcher trying to gun down the guy at second base, trying to steal on him. Pop times are used in StatCast to time how long a catcher takes to ship a baseball to second base during these stolen base attempts. This stat is amazing. This is crazy because now with all these young players coming in and trying to get into the league, there's this new stat that catchers have to worry about. How fast can I get the ball down to second base? Well, this new stat, catcher pop times, is going to help managers and coaches decide what catchers are better at what. And historically, we've wanted catchers who can hit the ball. We've wanted catchers who can catch. And we want catchers who can throw the ball down to second base and get guys trying to steal. But we've never known just how long it takes to get them down there. So, 
this stat is going to help a lot. And here's why. With a bunch of young guys coming up now in AAA, AA, coming up to the majors, we need to take this into account. How fast can they get the ball down to second? And hey, if your pop time is better than some other catchers in the league, that might be a reason solely to bring you up into the majors and give you a shot at catcher. And even in September, when we go up to 40 men on the roster and we can get those extra call-ups, this is a chance for younger guys to make a mark on the MLB team. And possibly this stat alone will get them up there. The next thing I want to talk about is StatCast. This StatCast came out four years ago, 2014, and Major League Baseball Advanced Media introduced a revolutionary plan for in-ballpark infrastructure designed to provide the first complete and reliable measurement of every play on the field and answer previously unanswerable analytic questions. Why did the MLB do this? This is great for the MLB to be able to analyze each and every single play that happens on the field. And this is, again, like I was talking about earlier, perfect to sort of analyze your team and see where guys need help to get better. Because in a game that is constantly improving over time and where you have players right now who seem so perfect at the game, there's just these little things they could get better at. You don't know what they can get better at unless you have things like stat cast. And so if you can see exactly where you could go a little bit better in your game, That's proof that MLB is constantly evolving, and even with as good as the players are now, they can keep getting better because of stats like these. And the last stat I want to talk about is this brand new stat for MLB, PitchFX. PitchFX is a perfect stat to analyze pitchers on each and every team and see what they can get better at as well. And so I'm on the website right now where you can look up any pitcher's performance from any game starting in 2016. So I'm pulling up Wade LeBlanc's start from the other day, May 14th, for the Seattle Mariners. And what exactly am I looking at here and how exactly can it help me, along with MLB general managers, to really see how pitchers can get a little bit better? This is showing me what pitch he threw, what the velocity was, what the break on it was the count of pitches he threw, what percentage of them were strikes, what percentage of them were swung at, what percentage of them were whiffed at. This tool is going to make pitching coaches around the league look like geniuses. They're going to be able to go back into the dugout after the game, excuse me, into the clubhouse after the game, and even on the pitcher's days off, they can go back and see just exactly what happened, what went wrong, what went right, and what to do better next time for every single pitching performance in the MLB. This is crazy. This could even be used for hitters to see what percentage of pitches of the guy I'm about to go up against is being whiffed at right now. And I can work in the batting cage on that pitch specifically heading into the game. So the game of baseball is constantly changing and these stats are helping players get better around the league. And it's obviously going to make a difference in the MLB and going to make players way better in my mind. And without these stats, we would still be in the dead ball era playing early 20th century baseball. I'm Statsman. And I'm Mad Fan. Follow us on Twitter at 881theberg. And listen to all the rest of our podcasts on SoundCloud at 881theberg, nerd.